in five, six, seven, eight. Cut. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the queue, where we got all your questions, quirks, and Q-tips about life. I'm your host, Key, and thank you for joining me on today's podcast adventure. Now let's gear up. Welcome to episode eight, people. This week we are continuing our conversation about influence. Last week we talked about influence from family and society. And this week we're going to be talking about influence from friends and relationships. And so a lot of us have, you know, we have our friends, we have our significant others, people that we care about, and a lot of us would do many things for those people in our lives. And one of the things that we seem to fall victim to, a lot of us, is that if someone is influencing us a particular way, we do, you know, we lean whichever way um, we are being influenced, and then later we want to point the finger um, and say that it was someone else's fault. And again, like I mentioned last week, anything that you choose to do is, is still your choice. Whether someone was influencing you or not, ultimately it is your decision to lean one way or the other. Now, with friends and significant others, it's very common for people to give up things or to just completely um, kind of bail on certain things that they normally were always around for, but maybe because there's a new friend or there's a new significant other, they tend to not come around for some of those things. Now, in my opinion, you know, that that shouldn't be the case. If you have friends or a significant other that likes different things than you do, that's okay. You know, it's it's not something that should be looked down upon. It definitely isn't something that you should feel obligated to pick one side over the other for. Like, you know, you were a complete person long before this new friend or this new significant other came along. And you had your own set of interests, likes, dislikes, this, that, and the third. And so when somebody new comes along and they're like, oh, I don't really understand that, or I don't really think you should be into that anymore. I mean, the obvious answer is to tell them to go kick rocks because, you know, you were doing that long before they came around. And I say that to say this. Your whole life should not revolve around your friends or your romantic partner. Even when you guys are in a long-term relationship or you're engaged, even when you're married, your, your whole being, your whole existence should not revolve around somebody else. Um, that's, that's just unhealthy. You can't, you can't expect that someone else is going to want to spend all of their free time with you. Um, to me, that, that seems so unhealthy and, and unrealistic. Um, just from a general standpoint, like, even at work, you get days off. Most people do anyway. Like, you're not expected to work 24-7 all day long, spend all your free time working or doing something else. Like, everybody needs space. Um, and I think that during this pandemic, we really saw 
how people handled that, um, whether it was couples, whether it was friend groups, um, family members, like either you were spending too much time together and, and people wanted space if they were quarantined with a group of people or they had too much space because they were quarantined away from people and, and all they wanted was to be together again. Um, and so I think like during this time, at least for couples, um, some people really just, if they were quarantined away from their partner, some people just really didn't know how to be by themselves, um, which is a sad thing if you really think about like what that means. Um, some people really just need to be around other people a lot. They need that, um, that extra energy. They need that extra vibe, whatever you want to call it. They need that atmosphere where they are engaging and interacting on a consistent basis, which, you know, can be a good thing, but at the same time, too much of anything can also start to become negative. And so with couples, from what I saw just with various people um, that I knew of, you know, some people, like I said, didn't know how to be by themselves. Some people didn't really start to appreciate their partner for the things that they did until, you know, the pandemic and, and being separated from them. Um, their partner wasn't able to do all the little things that they normally did. And so that person who was being unappreciative really started to feel the effects of their partner not being there. And, you know, of, and of course, there's the people who just wanted to boink like bunnies when they finally got back together. And even in those cases, other people found out that sex wasn't enough to keep them together through the pandemic. Um, nor was it some people's priority for when they did reunite. Um, and, and I think that speaks to some of the societal messages that we get about what should sustain a relationship or what a relationship should consist of and overall like everybody everybody has their own answer to that question um but ultimately I think when you do you know spend a good amount of time away from someone that you care about um especially someone that you're romantically involved with whether the relationship includes sex or not there should be I think some priority level placed on um just the general overall well-being of the other person. And so, you know, if it's been, you know, four or five months since you've seen someone and, and you know, you know you're going to see them again, the first thing you're going to ask is, how are you doing? Or, or, you know, what's been going on? Or, you know, can I do anything to, to, to make things better now that I am here? Um, I, I think for me, for someone to have the reaction of, oh, you know, let's, let's get in bed together. Like, for that to be the first thing that they say, I, I feel is a little um, off-putting or can be off-putting for some people. Um, now, again, you know, during this pandemic, most of the couples were basically in long-distance relationships um, if they were quarantined separately. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. Um, a lot of people are used to seeing couples that are, you know, locally, um, close to each other, they're geographically close, um, they can spend good amounts of time together, maybe they live together, you know, and, and this pandemic, depending on where you were when it happened, some couples were um, spending a lot of time apart for the first time ever in their relationship, and I think that really changed the way that people saw their relationship as well. Um, also themselves, 
within the relationship and what they were capable of. Now, I will say that a long-distance relationship is not for everybody. Um, it, it definitely takes a particular type of person um, to be able to be away from their partner for long periods of time and to not have anything change, so to speak. Um, myself, most of my relationships have been long-distance relationships except one. Um, and I've found that for me, um, a long-distance relationship, so to speak, works better for what I have going on um, in my life. Um, but when I am with my partner, I, I make sure that I'm present there. I make sure that I'm, you know, putting my time to good use when I do have them with me. Um, now, my last relationship was not a long-distance relationship, and that was different for me because I, I wasn't used to having someone who was uh, geographically close enough for me to just be able to, you know, drive across town or whatever and be able to see them anytime I wanted. Um, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot from that relationship, and it was definitely something that I probably, like, would do again in the future um, if given the chance. Just because, you know, every time you're in a relationship, it's a little bit different. And so, you know, even if, you know, even if I were to have another geographically close relationship in the future, that doesn't mean it's going to be the same as the one that I've already had. Just like all my long-distance relationships um, were not the same. I mean, yeah, they were similar in the fact that they were long-distance, but each of those long-distance relationships were a little bit different based on the circumstances. Now... With friends, it's a little bit different, right? Because friends, you can, you know, you can go without seeing friends for years and, you know, you text, you call here and there, maybe you write letters, that sort of thing. Um, but you, overall, there isn't that same sense of maybe urgency or um, that same need, so to speak, to see your friend in person or, or want to be with your friend in that way. And again... You know, whether it's five years, ten years, or five months, that distance should be able to bring up some sort of longing, so to speak. Um, and I think people who maybe were used to seeing their friends every weekend or every day um, during this pandemic really got to feel what being without them um, physically in person was like. And so I think the pandemic definitely gave everyone this sort of like blessing in disguise almost because it gave everybody the opportunity to either get to know some new people that were local um, or, it, you know, it allowed people to really think outside the box as far as how they could stay in touch um, with those people that they cared about who were far away and I get it, virtual options are not always the greatest, you know, because nothing is going to be being able to hug, high five, or fist bump, you know, someone, but for the times that we're working with, it, it was probably the next best thing, and so, you know, for those people who might have chose the, to find new friends locally, um, you know, to do that might have been very hard because, you know, your your friends might have been spread out for most of your life and now you have to try to find a new group of people to connect with and relate to 
on a different level and during a pandemic that might be difficult um and so if you are one of those people who chose that route like good for you number one and, and number two you might find yourself dealing with some difficult feelings regarding how you spend your time now if you have this new set of friends and you know they're they're available or more available to you than maybe your previous set of friends who might be a little bit more spread out you know it might be difficult to go okay well my you know my my previous friend group they want to do a zoom call on friday night but you know my new friends want to you know ha have a, a picnic in their backyard or, or they want to um you know ha have a get-together and, and what do i do you know where do i put my time now and i think that is going to be up to you because it's really it's really just all about time management at this point um and like depending on how you do with managing your time between both groups is going to determine how much stress you feel regarding it um you know your new friends should understand that you still have other friends that you knew before them um and vice versa your old friends should understand that you now have new friends um and if they don't you know then maybe you need to reevaluate who you're friends with um, because, you know, your friends and who you connect with and the things that you have interest in, they're going to change over time. And so if you have people who hate change around you and every time you try to do something different, they're, you know, always knocking down your door going, no, 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 we don't change things, we keep things the way they are, then those might not be good people that you want in your corner because things are going to change. Change is inevitable. And so, in order to really have, like, I would say a well-rounded and well-versed friend group, um, you have to be, you have to be willing to accept that change is going to happen, uh, and that's on both sides. And so, if you have new friends, and then your old friends get new friends, you also have to be willing to accept that everyone isn't going to spend their time the same way anymore. You have to be willing to grow and adapt and develop with, you know, where you are in life, where, with where your friends are in life, and if everybody's growing in a different direction, everybody's gonna have to be okay with that, um, because, you know, life has been given us some, some really hard ones, um, some really big hard ones this year, um, speaking of which, you know, like, RBG, like, really? Come on, 2020, like, <laughs> We, we, we almost, we almost made it. We almost made it through the, through the hellish year that it was, and then to have that happen. Um, and that might be a separate episode, because there's too many feelings there. But, you know, things are going to change, things are going to be different each step of the way. Um, I know me, my personal friend group, um, we all had been friends since, like, the beginning of college, really, um, undergrad, and now we are all in very different places in our lives, um, you know, and, and we've, a lot of, like, a lot of us have gone through, you know, things that no one should have to go through, um, but a lot of us have, have also overcome a lot of those things, and, and we've become better people for it, um, and we weren't always there, um, for some of those things, like, for each other, like, as a friend group, like, some of those things, you know, we were separated from, and we, we learned about them later, um, and we were able to support them after the fact, but, 
overall, like, we all know that, you know, when, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going for all of us, and so we all know that no matter how much time we don't spend talking or are apart from each other, we know that when we do link back up, you know, we're dishing the tea and we're catching everybody up and, and we're all going to be on the same page again. Um, and it is just something that, you know, you have to be willing to accept. It's not something that you can control. It's not something that you can, you know, maneuver in a way that's going to have the outcome that you want. Like everybody's got something different going on. Um, and you just gotta, you gotta support your friend and the changes and the development that they're going through. And if you find for yourself that you can't do that, then maybe it might be a good idea for you to step away from your friend because you don't want to be the person holding your friend back or telling your friend not to do things that might, you know, push them to areas they need to go for improvement um, and vice versa. You know, if you find yourself on a path where you're trying to go certain places and again, you have people in your corner who are like, eh, I don't think that's a good idea or, or you should just be comfortable where you're at. Don't accept that unless you are in fact comfortable where you are. Like, don't accept someone telling you not to reach for something higher if that's what you want to do. Um, because somebody, there's always going to be somebody there who is saying, you know, don't go further than I went or don't try to do this because I tried it and it's not going to work. Okay, well, that may not have worked for you, but I'm a different person. I have a different perspective and, you know, I might do it a different way that may work for me. And the only way I'm going to know that is if I try it. Um, and so you really have to be firm, you know, in your own beliefs and your own confidence about what you want to do in life, um, whether it's a friend or a significant other, like you should never let anyone hold you back from going in a direction where you really feel you need to go. Um, and I think that a lot of people get stuck like that. They, you know, people move places for partners, people, um, you know, quit jobs for partners and, and things like that. And then when things don't work out later, they feel that overwhelming sense of um, resentment because it's like, I gave up so much for you and, and now I'm left with nothing. Um, and so I think, you know, when you're making big life-changing decisions like that, you have to be really mindful of, of are you going to be okay with whatever you're giving up? Because in 5, 10, 15 years, if things fall apart, you have to, you have to remember that you gave up something and why you gave it up and and you have to come to terms with the fact that a you're either going to be starting over or b you have to try to backtrack to get back to where you were before you gave certain things up um and, and that's not to say that that's not doable it's very doable people start over every day um there's nothing wrong with starting over um in some cases more people need to start over more people need to walk away from certain things um, and, and I think that's just about people being honest with themselves. And, and sometimes people are so stuck on holding on to what they put so much effort into. And, and I get it. You know, you put um, so much time and effort and energy into someone and, and you don't get the same return back. Like, I, I understand how you would want to keep as much of your investment there as possible because you don't want to walk away from something that could have an upswing later um, and I think that's where a lot of people struggle is is the
the give and take of, okay, when do I walk away? When do I say that this isn't working for me anymore? And, and, you know, when do I, when do I hang my towel, basically? Um, and I think if you're, you know, you don't want to be the person that the first sign of trouble, you say, well, fuck this. But at the same time, you don't want to be the person that stays too long. And by the time you do walk away, you are just exhausted and bitter and resent, you know, resentful and, and hurt and, and you hate everything. Like, you don't want to be that person either. Um, and so I think when, when people are making these decisions, even with friends, um, you have to be, again, mindful that things are going to change. You know, even the people who are married for 30, 40 years, I'm sure their marriage has changed a lot over that 30, 40 years. It definitely probably isn't the same as day one, and it probably isn't the same as, as you know, day 40 as it is where they are today. Um, and I think a lot of times people see those couples who were together for 30, 40, 50 years or longer, and they're like, oh, you know, I always remember you guys being so, you know, you were always so great with each other, or you were always so caring with each other, or this and that, and, and those same people will tell you, no, we had some hellish days, like, there were days where I wouldn't speak to them for, you know, months, or, you know, there were, there were times where, we would just argue all the time. Um, and, and the people who come out on the other side of those things are the people who are willing to communicate and the people who are willing to be honest with themselves about what's going on. And so if you really feel like your partner or your friend is trying to influence you into a direction you don't really want to go, it is on you to speak up to say that. It is on you to say, hey, look, I understand you have your view of whatever's happening, but I don't think that's right for me, you know, and, and, and it is hard. I, I, I will keep saying that. It is very difficult to look somebody that you trust and care about in the eye and to say to them, I don't like what you're saying to me. You don't have my best interest at heart anymore. And I, and I think I need to walk away from you. Um, it is very difficult to let people go, especially when that person has been with you for some very trying times. Um, definitely like I would say friend wise you know if someone has been your friend since you were five and you're now 40 and you realize that that person isn't who you thought they were anymore and you have to walk away it's very difficult to do that because that person has been with you for so long and they've always been there and they've always been you know your support and now all of a sudden they're not you know and you have to you you have to wonder why you have to ask the question and whether or not they tell you is on them. And even if they don't tell you, you still have to make the decision about, okay, well, if you're going to act this way, then I can't be around that because that's not what I want to have in my life moving forward. And people have a very difficult time doing that. Um, and, and it's because, you know, you're, you're trying to hold on to potentially an image of the person that you have. Um, or you're trying to hold on to a memory of them or a memory of what the relationship was like that isn't there anymore. And all you're doing is pushing yourself further into an ideal that is unrealistic. And it's just a fantasy at that point that you're holding on to this past version of someone um, and you're refusing to see who they are in the moment. And I think for a lot of people it can be very daunting to kind of take off the blinders and really see somebody for who they are. Um, 
and and I don't mean see somebody for who they are in the sense of, you know, who they've always been that you've just been ignoring. I mean to really see somebody for who they are, um, which is to know that the way someone acts with you may not be the way that they act towards everyone else. Um, and so even though someone with you might always be caring and loving and, and you know, humble and hospitable, that doesn't mean that as soon as you leave the room, you know, they're, they're the most, like, horrible person ever, um, and vice versa, you know, if you see somebody who is just a horrible person to you in front of you, that doesn't mean that behind closed doors or with other people that they don't have a caring side, um, and that was something that I had to learn very, 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 um, like, directly, um, there were plenty of times in my life where there were people who I just thought were horrible people, and I was just like, I don't understand how anybody could want to be around them because every time I see them, they're acting this way. And, and I just don't understand. And talking to some of the other people who they would hang out with, and it was just like, how can you have anything good to say? Because every time I see them, I always have something bad to say. Um, and, and those people, you know, always said the same thing. They were like, oh, well, you don't see the side of them that I see. You know, I see a different side of them. And while that was true... At the same time, you know, you have to wonder if you're always, if you always have a certain mindset about somebody, does that say more about them or does it say more about you? Um, because people do show different sides of themselves. It, like, that is a true thing. And so it may just be possible that every time you've come into contact with this person, they've only shown you one side. Um, but if you're always thinking that this person is just going to be that one side, you may be missing some of the other qualities about them um, that say otherwise, that refute that. Um, and so I think with influence, we get these predispos predispositions about people um, when we do come into contact with them or interact with them in any way. And we, you know, we, we take that first impression mentality and we just, we run with it. And so every time we come across a person that is like that, or we come across that exact person, we pre-formulate who they are in our head based on whatever our first impression was, um, when that's not fair, that's not entirely fair, um, because there are many sides to a person, um, and just because they only show us one doesn't mean that the other sides that they have wouldn't eventually come out of them if we gave them the opportunity to act differently um, in different circumstances, and I think again, when you have friends or significant others that you've spent so much time with, um, and then you finally start to see some of those other sides, it can be very difficult to come to terms with that. Because you have to wonder, then the whole time you were associated with this person, were they, you know, were they really being horrible to everyone else except you, or vice versa? You know, did you think they were a horrible person when in actuality, you were just always catching them at their worst moments. Um, and so, you know, when you have these moments in your life where you are questioning your association with someone or your connection with someone, you have to really be honest with yourself. You know, you have to really, like, ask yourself those hard questions and you have to make sure that you're not getting caught up in one-sided situations. Um, so if someone is always doing their best to reach out to you to 
um, kind of see about you, see how you are, and, and they're giving you the opportunity to communicate with them, and, and you're not responding, you know, it makes sense that eventually they're going to walk away from you, and vice versa. If you're always reaching out to somebody, and they don't seem to be responding, or they don't seem to want to communicate, then you might have to make the hard decision to walk away, because as long as things are one-sided, no, like, nothing's going to go anywhere, no progress is going to be made. And not everyone is meant to end up with you, you know, at the end of your journey, and, and vice versa. And unfortunately, sometimes you will have to lose people to get to the higher level that you're trying to go to. Uh, it's unfortunate, you know, people don't want to do that. People want, you know, their friends and, and family and, and significant others to, you know, stand the test of time, I guess. Um, but the longer you try to hang on to something or someone that you know you should let go of, the harder the loss is um, once you actually do. And again, you have to be honest with yourself, as hard as that might be. Um, you know, and, the, and that, does, that doesn't mean that the other person isn't feeling the same thing. You may not want to let go of the person. Same thing, the person may not, may not want to let go of you either. But if you both know that things just aren't working anymore and there, there could be better out there for the both of you, then you both are going to have to know when to call it because if you're both going to reach your full potential, you have to know when to let go. Um, and, and being cordial is a lot better than being resentful of someone because they knew when to walk away and you didn't and you were still trying to hold on. And most relationships tend to break down that way where somebody knows Clearly, you're not giving me what I need anymore, and so I'm choosing to cut my losses and, and go find what I need. And the person who gets left, so to speak, is, is always somewhat bitter afterwards because they're like, I don't understand, you know, I, I did X, Y, and Z for them, and they, you know, they, they treated me like this, and they left, and, and this and that. But when you really look at it, most of the times in relationships someone or both of you weren't making the cut anymore, you know, and, and you got to be honest about that. You got to be honest with you. If nobody else, you got to be honest with you. Nobody is perfect. None of us is perfect. Like, and, and if you think you have the perfect relationship, you don't. Get, get out of that fantasy land quick, because there is always going to be some flaw, some, you know, some negative quality that you're going to have to work through, or it's going to be a deal breaker for you. And you have to be willing to ask yourself, can I push through this? Or is it, you know, is this the straw that breaks the camel's back? Um, and again, how long you do that is going to be different each time. Each situation is going to vary greatly. Um, and it's going to vary per person. But again, once things become one-sided, uh, I think that's a pretty good indicator that you need to make a, a, a big decision and, and you need to make it quickly. Because the longer things go on being one-sided, the longer that resentment's going to build up. Um, so, you know, you, you, you have to make a decision. If someone isn't adding to your life or making you feel good about yourself anymore or giving you what you need, just be honest. Be honest with yourself and be honest with them that you can't stay somewhere where your needs aren't being met. Um, 
it sounds really simple, but it is something that's very difficult. Usually the most simple things are that difficult because they sound so easy, but when you go to do them, it's not as easy as you thought. And, you know, again, with friends, you have to know when to let go, especially if friends are supposed to be the people that lift you up no matter what. Even when they don't agree with you, you know, they should be the ones to, A, say that they don't agree with you, but B, support you in whatever you're going to do. And even if the thing flops, they should be able to say, you know, I'm proud of you for trying, you know, like, you know, I still support your, your willingness to, to put yourself out there and, and to, you know, try a different avenue in life. And you need friends like that. You need friends who are going to tell you to your face, hey, I don't think this is a good idea, but if this is what you want to do, you know, I'll, I'll be there. Um, now, there are times where you're going to have the opposite, where you clearly don't agree with what they're doing and, and you're not going to support them in that. Um, but again, I think those are very extreme cases. Um, now, like, examples would be, like, extreme cases for me, I'm not going to condone any of my friends doing hard drugs. I'm not going to condone any of my friends doing anything illegal. Um, you know, so... And I think even within those, there are certain degrees where I could be like, okay, I see why you did it, but I'm still not going to, like, I'm still going to tell you about yourself that you shouldn't have done it. Um, you know, and so you really need to find people that are going to be honest with you, that are going to be honest with themselves, and, and people that are going to be willing to stand up to you, and vice versa. You need to find people who you can be honest with, um, you need to be honest with yourself, and you need to have people that you can stand up to. Um, when you see something that isn't being done correctly or something you don't agree with, you need to be able to say, I don't agree with this. Um, because if you don't, and something happens, then at that point you become, you know, complicit in in something you didn't want any part of. And so, you know, with friends and, and significant others, you have to, again, be willing to be honest. Um, that is the number one thing. And, and being honest requires you to be open. And being open requires you to communicate. You know, and, and th- th- those are probably the three things that you're going to hear the most on this podcast is just to be honest, be open, and communicate. Um, because communication is the foundation of life, um, in my mind. For me, I have found that communication has been something that is always at the root of every single issue I tend to have. Um, now, maybe that says more about me. Maybe it says more about the problems that I tend to deal with. But overall, I've found that for most of the things that I deal with, it's just a matter of communication. Either someone said too much, they didn't say enough, or they didn't say anything. Um, and so you really have to make sure that the people who you are going to let influence you or the people that you want to influence you are going to be people that you can communicate with and be open and be honest. Um, Because if you spend your time with people who are constantly trying to shut down the things that you're trying to do or shut you up, um, you're not going to be able to do much. Um, And and if you let that happen, they're going to keep thinking that that's okay. Um, And so when you do start to speak up, they're going to feel like, you know, your pushback is 
something that it isn't. Um, and so you have to be very careful with the way that you do communicate with people. And, and I would suggest that people learn to communicate better. Because if you are somebody who grew up with people shutting you down a lot, anytime somebody tries to offer some criticism, you're going to take that as a personal attack, and it's not. And so you need to be able to step back and go, okay, what are they really trying to say here? Are they really trying to single me out? Or are they trying to let me know that there's a better way that I could be doing things? Um, and vice versa, if you grew up in a house where you were able to speak out and you know be more expressive and open, when you're communicating with people, you may come off as aggressive or um, as the person who's shutting everything down when that's not what you're doing. You're just trying to express yourself and trying to be open about your views. Um, now, there is a right and wrong way to do that. And, you know, those are things that each person has to figure out for themselves because everybody communicates a little bit differently. So you have to be able to know yourself enough to know how you communicate. You have to be willing to step back far enough to see the way someone else is communicating. And you have to remember your mutual goal in mind. And so if you're having an interaction with someone and the mutual goal is to come to an understanding at the end of the conversation, everything you say or do in the conversation needs to be in service of that goal. If it is not, then that's where arguments tend to begin to form. Um, so you have to remember that communication is something that is most certainly not one-sided. You cannot argue with yourself, you cannot talk to yourself, at least not on a progressive level. And so you have to be <coughs> willing to let the other person have their say. You have to be willing to let the other person state their viewpoints. You have to be willing to accept the other person's perspective. And so the most common example of this is the two guys who are standing um, in front of a number six. And we all know that, you know, if you look at a number six upside down, it looks like the number nine. And so the two guys are standing on either side of the number. And of course, because they're standing on different sides, they see the number different ways. And so one guy's like, this is a six. The other guy's like, this is a nine. But neither of them are wrong because from their perspective, that's what they're looking at. They're looking at the number that they see from where they are. And so you have to remember that even if you're seeing something one way and someone is seeing something the other way, that doesn't always mean that the other person is wrong. Um, it doesn't always mean that you're right either. Um, you, you, there's context clues and, and other things that go into that. But you have to remember that everybody has their own perspective. Everybody's going to see things a little bit differently. Therefore, the way they, commu about, the way they communicate about things is going to be different. And so you can't automatically discount somebody because they have a different view than you. And so with influence, you have your own level of influence upon yourself, but you also have your view of how others influence you. Um, and inversely, how you influence others. And so you need to be mindful that just because you particularly want to put a certain level of influence somewhere doesn't mean the person's going to receive it that way. And vice versa, just because somebody wants to um, put a certain level of influence in your direction doesn't mean you're going to perceive it the way that they want either. And so when in doubt, ask. Use, you know, use your common sense. If you're unclear about something, ask for clarification. It's not that difficult. Um, I guarantee you most people will be 
more happy that you asked before you did something rather than if you do something and then come back pointing the finger. Guarantee you the the person who asked beforehand will always have a better conversation than the person who does something without context and comes back and says, you made me do this. Um, now, again, context plays an important part there and sometimes context can be a gray area depending on what kind of situation you're working with. But overall, I would say, you know, again, communicate, communicate, communicate. It is such an important skill that a lot of us lack nowadays um, for various reasons. And so that's what I'm going to leave you with. Communicate, be open, and be honest. Um, The next episode of the podcast is going to be about how you can kind of tune into yourself. Um, And that might be a little bit longer of an episode just because um, it might get a little deep um, for me because I'm going to be talking about some personal items. Um, And so I really want everybody to, to get to know themselves on a really deep level. Um, And so I'm just going to be talking about a couple various ways that people can do that. Um, And I'm going to be using myself as an example because if I'm going to be giving, um, not advice, but if I'm going to be giving people things to, you know, work on, I might as well start with myself as the example. So yeah, that's where we're going to go for the next episode. And I will see you guys next week.